All right. Thank you for listening to our God of War podcast. Your freshest takes on all your God of War needs. I'm Paul, and with me is Sean. Yep. And we're here to spoil the game. We're going to spoil the shit out of God of War. God of War 1. 2018 edition. Yeah, exactly. So you fight a Hydra at the beginning of it. (laughs) It Just like Uh, go point by point. (laughs) And at some point there's like a sex mini game. Yeah. You open a lot of chests uh, by mashing the circle button. Very true. And then you kill Zeus. Yeah, All right. that's not until the third game, and we're not doing a God of War 3 spoiler cast, though, so, like, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be actually really funny if somebody's like, God damn it, I was just playing God of War 3 after playing God I'm of War sure 2018. I'm sure a lot of people are. I've heard there's been, like, interest, you know, retroactively. I mean, we'll um, get into it, but, like, we know he kills Zeus from this game, so if they <laughs> played it, they know that, at least. That's true, yeah. He that literally says... <laughs> Yeah, that was spoiled for you in in this one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, God of War 3, I think, is like 10 years old. I remember it like it was yesterday when it was announced and they showed it off. Like the gameplay of the the intro area where there's just like hell is raining down and like you're ripping dudes apart and stuff. I still remember that gameplay trailer and just being like, oh, it's never going to get any better than this. Well, (laughs) it did. (laughs) So, okay, so is this your favorite God of War game? Yeah, easily. 100%. Easily as, as well for me, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I generally like God of War. Like, I like the other games. Um, I think it's a different type of appreciation, though. Like, those other games were very much, like, hack and slash, hit the button a bunch of times, rip dudes apart until you get to the end. And, like, yeah, it was all just about... Kratos is very angry and he's just going to rip everybody in half until he gets to the gods and then he will do a different attack to finish them off, basically. Yeah, there'll be a quick time event. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. This I game... Guess in case it, mm-hmm. it's, it's not obvious, we're going to spoil everything from the latest God of War. So if you're somehow three minutes into this thinking this is safe, it's like, not. Stop. We're going we're gonna to touch about everything. I just wanted to make sure that we did say that and that was that was very clear. Yeah, it's very clear. We're not talking around anything here. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Okay. So, uh, God yeah, of War. Yeah, the old God of Wars, I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. I played 1, 3, and the first PSP one. That, that, that's that's where I'm coming into this new one with. I played 1, 2, didn't finish 3, but 3, and um, never any of the PSP games. I didn't own a PSP, so okay. I never had the I mean, they got re-released on... The PS3, I believe. Later on, yeah. I, d- yeah. I just didn't go back I hear back 2 is, like, the best one. 2 is very good. 2 is, like, yeah. extremely good. I don't know if it holds up at this point, but I remember really liking that one a lot. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so God of War 2018 kind of picks up a while after the end of 3. Basically, at the end of 3, like, Kratos does the thing he was going to do and basically kills all of Mount Olympus and the Greek. Uh, pantheon of gods and right. Greece uh has no more gods they've all been murdered and you don't really know what happens to him after that it's like assumed that he is done and like is dead or whatever because of some uh deal he makes i can't remember with who it was a while ago i don't super remember the ending but it doesn't yeah. really matter it doesn't matter at all uh this picks up where 
you are playing Kratos as he is about to bury his recently deceased wife with their son, essentially, like to yeah, lay her to rest. You got an awesome bushy beard. Yeah, you're much older, much older Kratos. Uh, you have a son, and you're in a new land. Basically, you're in like, well, you're in Nordic, <laughs> Nordic country now. You're in the Norse mythology now. You're in Midgard. Yep. Um, yep. and it starts off. Simply enough, where you are fulfilling your dead wife's last wishes of cremating her and taking her ashes to the highest point in all the realms, and like letting letting uh, her ashes spread across wherever. And right. um, it's okay. A- I don't. I don't want to go through this like chronologically because no. I want to talk about like the best scene in the game, and that's the Blades of Chaos. Sure. I mean. I- the, I just think it's important to just state that, like, that's the story. That's sure. yeah, everything yeah, yeah. from there. Just like the whole game is basically just this one mission, which is the first thing I really like about this game. Actually, it doesn't feel okay. like a big "I'm killing all the gods" thing. I'm just kind of like we got to spread these ashes, and then it's just problem after problem along the way. Right. But um, I mean, it's gonna get there. He's gonna kill all the gods. You know it's coming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's going to get there. Um, or maybe he's just going to kill, like, select gods this time. Who knows? Just whoever gets in his way. He's a tired exactly. old man. So Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I, I want to talk about, like, the scene of the game, and I think that is the Blades of Chaos. Okay. That whole section. That whole section so, is definitely this. Yeah, this is, like, halfway, halfway maybe two-thirds through the game yeah two-thirds um, sounds more right to me actually yeah you 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 have a new weapon which is this axe i forgot the axe the, the leviathan the axe leviathan axe there we go mm-hmm. yeah um and it is awesome like i was not missing the blades of chaos that axe is so great being able to like summon it back to your hand yeah the the runic attacks the axe is awesome the axe is very um, good then, Ice you to, then you find out you have to go to hell because you're because Atreus, your son gets sick, and you have to go to hell to get like a tooth or something from like the gatekeeper or something like that um, for Freya to That's heal right. your son. Yeah. Um, but then uh, you're told that your axe, because it's based, it's like ice attacks. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to do anything in hell because hell is for whatever reason a, a frozen wasteland as opposed to like a fiery wasteland. Right. Um. And right there, it's like, oh, man, I know Kratos used to have weapons that were fire. Fiery. Is yeah. this going to happen? And and since the beginning of the game, because <clears throat> he doesn't have the, the blades anymore, you his uh, forearms have, have been covered. Yeah. Uh, which is which is very sly of them, because in the other games, they like were like burned into his arms or something like he couldn't take them off mm-hmm. and then they somehow like spider-maned out i don't know it's, it's a video game <laughs> um but he's been having them covered with like bandages so you're like oh you know he must have those like scars under there and stuff like that yeah um but then he goes home and they actually um i didn't notice this at the time but having listened to a few other spoiler casts before we did ours other people had pointed this out, is they even kind of foreshadow that when Balder first shows up and and Kratos is like, go get go under the house, boy. And Atreus is like, but you told me to never go under there. Yeah. And it's because that's where the blades are. Yeah, where they're hidden. I, I didn't put that together. So yeah, so you go back to your house and the whole time it's like a real quiet moment. You're like canoeing 
through the cave and Athena is showing up and just like taunting the shit out of you. Yeah. Or like a, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's actually a ghost of Athena or if he's getting just like visions or flashbacks or something. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, he, he like picks up the blades of chaos and, and it, it's a really great moment. Cause right before you go into your house, they put a bunch of enemies on you and it takes you a, a while to kill them all. Yeah. And then you get the blades of chaos and you re exit and he's like, I am, I am done with Athena. No more. It's like, I have no more master or whatever he says. And he finally like, does away with his past and he comes out of the house and they just send like three times as many enemies at you but the blades are so much better at like crowd control that you just like wipe through them yeah and it's just such a cool moment i kind of like um between the two weapon sets too like the animation quality and stuff like when he's using the axe all of his movements are very like trying to hit as hard as he can with it sort of thing like it almost seems like he seems less skilled with the axe because when you get the Blades of Chaos, all of his movements are very flowy and the chains are just, like, going fucking crazy everywhere. Especially when you get, like, more combo choices later on. You can do some, like, disgustingly sick shit with the bl- uh, blades. And the axe sure. always feels slower. <laughs> so it's, like... It's more, like, deliberate. Super deliberate, yeah. So I really like how that plays, too, where, like, there's only two weapons, essentially, but they are, like so polar opposite from each other and how they play it's super cool to switch between them and do all that sort of stuff and right. uh i definitely kind of came around on on the uh, the blades because uh, when the idea of getting a new weapon came up i was almost just like almost wanted to reject it because i liked the axe so much i was like no i don't want to learn a bunch of other ones because mm-hmm. in previous god of war games you're just constantly getting new weapons like you know you get too many in other you get, like ones. a ton of weapons yeah um and i was almost just like just let me like use the axe entirely i love the axe i love the axe yeah uh, so i'm kind of glad that there was just two um and they kind of serve different purposes which is which is nice anyway yeah for sure yeah no it's really cool and it kind of i like how it's like just the fire nice just very basic like especially with the norse mythology theme where the idea is is that like all of life was formed basically from the fire and ice worlds essentially like and then the middle being formed by their like joining up in the and like creating the first frost shine and all that stuff i just think it's really cool that they play with all that and they don't add weird shit that doesn't exist really in there like i hope they don't add more weapons like a weapon pack or something later on or new dlc i hope it just always stays i, the, I can't see that happening i mean that I would could be see maybe so a new bad. weapon in the sequel yeah but they're not sure. gonna have a weapon pack there's no way no there's no way i hope god do i <laughs> can you imagine if they just like added a spear it's like okay that's weird but whatever it would it would definitely be weird yeah sure. yeah um i mean i think that's the strongest thing this game does it's the combat. It's the one thing that I was just like, this is going to keep me going for a while. Because they put a bunch of challenges in there, too. And I'm excited to get to them. I really like how this game feels combat-wise. And I think it's largely due in part that it's simplified down. But, like, ev- both weapon sets and, like, your unarmed stuff has a bunch of combo potential that you can do. See, I would almost say it's, like, not simplified down because... You have you have the two weapons. You have unarmed stuff, so they that introduces like the stunning mechanic. Mm-hmm. You have shield based attacks. You have like counters, parries, um, and then there's like the different stances. 
for when you have to pause mid combo so that he like changes footing and then you continue a combo like i I think it gets like surprisingly deep later for sure yeah when you unlock all that stuff to the point where it feels untuned almost at the beginning where it's just like because the enemies kind of never change like the basic enemies you fight at the beginning if when you fight later they just throw more of them at you because they're kind of simple but like at the beginning they feel tough because you don't have all the things to really deal with stuff easily. Like, sure. Like the first time watchers come in, all you have is like your axe throw. But like, if I throw my axe, it gives this guy an opportunity to hit me. Like, big groups of enemies at the very beginning are like really hard <laughs> in a way that they're not later on. And then like later on, the bigger enemies seem harder. Because they have specific things you need to do to even be able to get like a hit on them, it's we- it's kind of neat sure. how okay. that uh, changes throughout the game. And yep, the I'd difficulty. say um, Atreus's arrows are were a huge help once I, I started getting those powered up. Atreus goes from like lame nothing kid to like super powerful. <laughs> like he's easily gonna be way more powerful than Kratos in another game for sure. Right. Story-wise, though, that part um, when when um, Atreus learns he's a god and then he just becomes like a, a shit teenager, yeah. Like I was just like, Kratos, you gotta like handle your. I hated that. You guy. gotta handle your kid. You, you gotta handle this kid. You gotta tell him to shut up. Um, but I really love that part too, because I, I was just getting so tired of Atreus's and his like stupid attitude. Because like. <laughs> Yeah, and he'll just like make he'll just do comments like you're, you're smashing pots or something, and you just be like, "Oh, what are we like? Are we training? Like, what are we doing right now?" You're, yeah. Like, or um, there's an there's an elevator part where he just won't fire arrows when you press square anymore. Oh yeah, that sequence. He's just doing like his own thing. Yeah, he, or yeah, there's specifically a moment where you come up like, on an enemy and he just like jumps on him and starts attacking. And Kratos is even like, "Yo, what are we doing? We need to be smart about this." Yeah, like we could have just like taken him out from behind yeah no it's um i think that's super important i think you have to do that because otherwise you get another kratos and that's boring kratos is just the stoic i'm mad and i kill stuff and like you need a character that actually builds you need like a character with a personality and it makes sense um if anything i would say it would make more sense if they those stages lasted longer but for the sake of one video game i understand why he goes from shitty teen to maybe not so shitty in like an out couple hours or whatever well i was actually gonna say that's one of my issues is his turn back to being fine like it's super fast because what it happens when you go back to hell for the second time and he sees like like a ghost of him as like a shit bird or whatever he's like wait that and wasn't he, me was it oh no and he says wait was that me which implies like wait you didn't know what was happening no, at no point did it ever like say like he's not in control or he doesn't know what's going on yeah and then it just has that one tearaway line and atreus is fine again and it was like yeah whoa, whoa hang on can we like maybe talk about this because i thought you were like totally normal and just being like like egotistical because you're a god now sure but like you like there's like a weird disconnect it's almost like they took like a, a chapter out if it does feel way something. too quick like i think the way if you were gonna do it i think the way that would feel appropriate is this whole game is him becoming shitty and then the next game is kind of his redemption arc but i totally understand why they didn't have time to do all of that 
and like right. well, why and you I don't, don't want him to be shitty, shitty the whole time. Because yeah. like the end of this game is important for them where they end up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it do, it did seem a little too quick though. It felt like it, it really felt like the latter half of the game, story wise, was very fast paced in the way that the first part wasn't. Basically, up until you meet Mimir, I feel like and like the all the you wreck the fucking gate to Jotunheim by throwing Balder into it. Um, right, and that that's when Atreus becomes like the worst when yeah. Uh, like that's when he's first starting to be shitty and he's like not listening to Kratos. Yeah. And then because he like fucks up, uh, yeah, you have to throw Balder into that and then you get like that dragon fight and stuff. Yeah. I think it's from there on the pacing was much quicker in a way that I wish they had let some parts maybe last a little longer. It felt really quick after that because up till that, it felt like this is like the right pace right now. And then it just kind of goes off the end but that's also the point where you start getting uh exposition into what's going on in the world in general because Mimir is able to like tell you stories about what's going on and like describe things a little bit more so i think right. there was a little bit of a trade-off of like this is where we're gonna get lore stuff now for a while and the story stuff is going to be a little more simplified before we get into Mimir, because we definitely need to talk about Mimir, mm-hmm. um, I would almost disagree that that second half speeds up because there's like there's like one or two, like too many scenarios where it's like, all right, we finally made it, we can finally go to Jotunheim. Oh wait, no, we can't because we don't have this one thing. Okay, well let's go do that, and then you go do that thing. It's like, all right, here we go, Jotunheim time. Everything's been done. Oh wait, no, we can't. We need one more thing. All right, let's go. Here. That's why it speeds all up right. though, because they put so much stuff in there where it's like. It's just like beat, 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 beat. Where at the beginning, it's like you're going to do this one thing. And up until that point, it's just let's deliver the ashes. And then, like, you can't, obviously, at that point for the... Well, I mean, it's always let's deliver the ashes. No, I know. But that's all you had to do. So, like, it felt like you're going on this adventure. And then after that, it felt like you were just doing quests, which is what I don't like. That's why it felt too fast for me, where it's like... It's just one quest, then another quest, then another quest. I kind of wanted it to just be like, they added too much shit. Like, finding Mimir's other eye. Find, or, like, I'm trying to remember. There's just a bunch of fetch I mean, that quests, was one of them. it feels then like. Then there's the, like, going inside the world serpent. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, that... that's another one where it's, like, where it's like, we're almost there. Oh, wait, nope, you have to go inside the snake. Especially... Oh, we're almost there. Nope, you gotta go to this temple underneath the temple. And I think that's the problem, is that, like, let's talk about the world serpent thing specifically as an example of what I mean. Is that that felt like that should have been a whole thing, but that had no reason to exist at all, except for that that you could do it. Like, they put it in so that there was ten minutes where you did a thing that seemed cool that had no payoff at all. Like I don't know, going inside the world serpent was just cool. That I, just I thought, mean, like, that, that's what I mean. Very cool. They didn't last long enough in there, though. You literally go in there to pick up a thing and then get out. Like that should have been a full blown part, or it should have like maybe just not existed at all to keep it going. I don't know. I I, I see your point, but I also just like. I like that it's in there because it was just cool when they bring up like, hey, you're gonna have to go inside of its stomach, and and Mimir's even like, hey, if if it makes you feel better, he's not too keen on this idea either. Yeah, I'd rather just the snake talk to you more than go the into. Snake him. has a very it's very whatever good. <laughs> they did to make that sound is awesome. Um, 
yeah whenever that snake is just super great it's yeah and i, I also kind of like the idea that balder's like um to like get your attention he just starts punching the snake real hard <laughs> and he's even like i knew if i just beat up the snake you would show up yeah um <laughs> so ridiculous which, which is kind of funny yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. Let's talk about Mimir. Yeah, Argu- Mimir. I, arguably the best character, although I do really like um, Brock. The dwarves, Brock oh, and, and Sindri. Sindri. Yeah. I both. I like them both as well. Yeah, they're um, but they're interesting. Mimir is so good. Like, yeah. arguably best character of the year. Best supporting it's be character. Hard to beat that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just the whole concept of this dude stuck in a tree. Because he pissed off Odin. Yeah. Um, and even his like origin story, um, which I don't know if you've come across yet, because you didn't do a bunch of the side quests, so you probably have a whole bunch of a uh, like bonus stories to listen to in the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hear his intro, like how he came to be like work with Odin? I don't remember. No. Okay, so I'll just say I'll say it here. Anyways, uh, he uh, so he came across Odin, and then he just got him really high on mushrooms until odin started seeing visions and then thought mimir was like all powerful for making this happen oh okay okay um but then what ends up happening is odin starts to become more and more powerful so mimir's job eventually turns into him like trying to contain odin and like the tables then kind of turn yeah that's kind of a weird twist on it i like that actually yeah kind of it's super it's super weird yeah Uh, and i really hope they they touch on more about mimir's story because i I don't know if he's part. I don't believe he's part of like North Mythol- Norse mythology. He is. Is is he? Yeah, he's the like keeper of all wisdom and knowledge that Odin goes to drink from his well. That he wants a okay. sacrifice, and that's why Odin rips out his eye is to prove he's worthy of the knowledge okay. Mimir can give him. All right, my my mistake. Yeah, I don't know a ton about. Norse that's why I kind of like the like thing where it's just like he seemed all powerful to Odin because he just got him high. I think that's like yeah. All right. <laughs> That's dumb. I like that. I think. I think uh, it, sh- it should be stated. Like going into this game, my uh, knowledge of Norse mythology, which I understand, which I'm sure is a lot of people, is like the Marvel movies. Yeah, the Marvel movies do their own shit with it too. So it's like this is completely different than all of it, though, which is exciting to me because there were a lot of points where it was like, oh, I think I know where this is going, and then they change a thing. I'm like, nope. No idea. Now I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Mimir. And then, so you have to cut his head off uh, <laughs> yeah. and then and, uh, reanimate it and just hang it from your ass for the whole game. Yeah, yeah. And I was so worried that he was just going to be there for a section, but you get him for the, the rest. The whole game. Yeah. I, I was so happy about that. It's so cool. Yeah. I really like Mimir's character quite a bit, too. Yeah, he's great. And he he's like, he's spunky and he doesn't take shit sometimes. Um, but he also just knows to like shut up if Kratos is angry or like yelling or something. He's like not that. annoying, he, is the thing. Yeah. yeah, he'll help you in combat as well. He'll be like behind you. Yeah, um, which is which is f- nice for him. Yep, I like that part too. Yeah, uh, I really like. Just, yeah, all the stories like it makes the boat stuff super good. And I've talked about it before how they uh, smartly will like pause a story and then continue right from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he. I just constantly wanted to hear him talk about his next thing. Yeah. Yeah, Mimir is top tier MVP of this game for sure. Um, talking about like the side characters, I guess Brock and Sindri are great. I like how they play off each other, and then especially when they like meet up again, and it's just like, 
you get the moment where you they like put together their uh their uh brand again brand to, again to yeah. brand the thing and it's just like that's just fucking dope. that's a good part right there yeah i mean they're and each of them like individually is good for s- such different reasons brock like just doesn't give any shit right you find out he's he's blue because of like a weird accident where he like died himself or something weird like that mm-hmm. um i love going to uh i'll like go up to the shop i'll i'll interact with them I won't actually buy anything, and then Brock will be just like, oh, you just wanted to look into my eyes, I guess. <laughs> or he'll just be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you, too. <laughs> like, he is totally fine just telling Kratos and, and Atreus off. Yeah. Uh, like, and yeah, you show up, what do you want now? <laughs> um, and then and then Sindri's great, because yeah. he's just like this blacksmith who is an incredible germaphobe. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the end, there's the really good moment where Mimir's like, hey, I shouldn't be here for this part. Uh, leave me behind. You and your son should do this. So you give Mimir to Sindri, and Sindri's like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And then he's holding the head, and he's just immediately just like, no, I, I can't do this. He just goes and vomits. <laughs> um, and I also like how when they like just show up everywhere, like it's a super video game thing because you don't have fast travel yet, but you still kind of need the item shop. Yeah, and you're asking, and Kratos is even like, "How are you here, dwarf?" Like he's almost like suspicious and a little worried, and they're just like, "Don't worry about it." Yeah, and then eventually they're just like, "You know, dwarves can go where people can't," and that's just the end of it. <laughs> uh, I even like there was the one time you're in hell and he shows up, and I was just constantly like, "Dude, what are you doing here?" I thought everything gets frozen here. He just comes out from, like, behind a rock. <laughs> yeah. And there's another great moment, I think, because each time you get an upgrade when they're separated and you bring it over to the ne- the the different dwarf, they'll be like, oh, did my brother touch that again? Probably screwed something up. Let me yeah. take a look at it. And he'll just hit it with a hammer once. once and be like, much better. <laughs> Which I can't tell if the joke is supposed to be, like, one hit and they did make it better or if the other dwarf's like, I just need to have the last touch. Yeah. So, like, done. I did it. I there. feel like yeah. it was the last, the second one. I feel like it was just like I had to do the thing last. Like he, like he made it fine, but I just need to say like, oh, I, I'm gonna fix it for you, and then he just like taps yeah. it. Made it much better, way improved. You're gonna love it. I want to believe it's that one just because it's funnier. So I go with yeah. that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, they're great. Um, Freya is another side character who is like super important in this story <laughs> she's like the last side character like that's that's it that's the only her. side character yeah this is it yeah um and like balder yeah, kind of but balder's a main character with so. uh, with yeah and he's like, like i mean he's like the main antagonist yeah i guess uh, sorry there are some other side characters that you like fight like um thor's uh kids or his nephews yeah magni and modi yeah yeah who are just like complete like dickheads yep um, so I kind of quite enjoyed those. But anyways, Freya, yeah, I'm of two minds with her. Uh, one, I, I definitely enjoyed her character and how she, like, tied into everything. For sure. Mm-hmm. I I didn't quite love the twist with her at the end uh, for a couple reasons. One, it just kind of sucked losing her as an ally because I enjoyed all of our, of, like, Kratos's like, interactions with her. Sure. And Atreus's interactions with her. Like, she was, like, like the one warm person in this world that wasn't like super jaded right and that going up i guess atreus is kind of like that too but having her go up against like this hardened kratos all the time was was just a fun yeah uh, i agree dynamic 
For sure. But her turn to being, like, evil, it like, it happens, like, so suddenly. Well, she's not uh, evil, though. It, she's angry. She's super angry, but and, and who knows if that's going to... If she's going to be an enemy in the next game or, like, a third party or something. Because yeah. she doesn't like Odin either. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. But, like, I mean... She, I don't think she's going to be on your side anymore because, like, as soon yeah. as you do it, she even, like, has that that monologue where she's like, I will use every ounce of my magic to make sure, like, I remove you and your soul from existence. Yeah. <laughs> like, she is so pissed. And she should be. Sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it just, I don't know. It kind of just came a little out of nowhere, in my opinion. It was it was such a harsh turn. Uh, but I could have just been, like, I was just bummed to lose her as an ally because I enjoyed Yeah. It. I mean, that's true from Norse mythology. Freya was Lo- er, not Loki, uh, Baldur's mother, and Baldur dies from mistletoe. Like, that's all the same. So, that's whatever, I guess. That wasn't a twist, but it was kind of a bummer that is like, oh, Freya, no, come back. Come back, baby girl. Yeah. Let's be friends. Come on. Yeah. We can work it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, speak, you, met, you just mentioned Loki. We should talk about that. That's kind of like the final twist in the game. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool, too, because uh, in Norse mythology, Loki is the one who uh, instigates Baldur's death. And that's kind of the same thing here, because, yo, Atreus is Loki, and he's the one that, like, kills Baldur Well, Kratos holds <laughs> I really like that part a lot, where Kratos is, like, holding Baldur, and Atreus is just firing fucking everything he has into him. It's so good. I'm pretty sure Kratos is the one that kills him, because he strangles him. Well, he, he just, like, breaks his neck at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm coming at this, f- again, from the, the Marvel sure. knowledge base, which, in that, they're, like, adopted brothers with Thor. Mm-hmm. And you have to know with how with how big the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, like the developers must have taken some of those things into account. I mean, there's uh, probably... Easter eggs. There's an Infinity Gauntlet in this game. Right. Yeah. So, um, and that's also probably why they chose Loki. Also because maybe they just kind of ran out of like big named characters, but they definitely would knew like Lo- the name Loki would mean something since that's a that's a popular character in the movies. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it, it, like it means something to me. Um. I don't know really what that would mean though overall, because like, you know, is to me does that is he supposed to be Thor's brother? Like I, I don't even know. Mm. Like, um, but I understand. I think in Norse mythology they're not brothers, and even in the Marvel they're just like adopted brothers. Yeah. So like I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they do with that. It just kind of seemed like a twist for the sake of a twist. Loki um, is sure they- the trickster god who tricks. Hodor into killing Baldur, and then that's what starts Ragnarok, is Baldur's death. Right. I also know that um, Loki gives birth to the world serpent. And to Fenrir. And I don't know what that is. Fenrir is the giant uh, wolf that bites okay. off Tyr's hand. Okay. All right. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, uh, there's a speak, lot of shit they could of- do here with loki for sure and, and i'm definitely i'm definitely looking i'm super stoked it. yeah um uh yeah it's kind of a cool reveal that that uh the mother was also a god she was like a giant she was a giant yeah that or, was sorry, cool. not a giant uh, yeah uh so he's a part giant um part human and part god all three well, part giant and part god 
and part human. They literally say that in that exact monologue or dialogue. Okay. Well, what part of him is human? I have no fucking idea. I guess the part of Kratos okay. that before he became a god, I got one percent human. It's okay to say. But isn't I'm he human. Zeus's kid? How is? Shouldn't he always be a god? Yeah, I don't know. It's. I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe that was more just kind of like a metaphor, like, like, uh, like the. Or was she human part human, something. part giant? I don't remember them touching on that. Yeah, I don't so either. I don't, I don't know. Weird. Um, around that same time, you get the the reveal that on the wall, it was all, I guess, I guess giants could see into the future. So you get to see like their whole story on the wall. And then you, you get a brief glimpse of what's to come. And it looks like Kratos dying. That's what, that's what I saw. You know, I can't remember the picture exactly right now, but I thought, yeah, it was Kratos with like Nidhogg coming out of him. The serpent, okay. Nidhog. There was a serpent right, coming yeah. out of the dead dude's mouth. I can't remember who. Okay, it was. I may have like interpreted that as his like soul or something, because he's like kind of laying down and like hunched. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm I not know sure. That's how a lot of yeah, I I, I that's how what uh, how I and uh, some other things I was looking at were interpreting as as Kratos dying, which I could see him definitely, you know, dying off in this trilogy. Yeah, sure. totally, totally agree. Yeah. Uh, so did you, did you like the ending? You think it had a satisfying one with with the ashes and all that? Did they do it? Yeah. No, I really like it. I really so I really like that that whole game is spread the ashes and then when you do it, it's like okay, the, your next mission is go home. So you go home and like that's kind of where you're when you're walking. Oh, did you get like the secret ending? Well, yeah, I went home. I wanted to see okay. what happened. I didn't know about that until after I listened to some spoiler cast. Oh, really? I just went home it, and then I <laughs> I was like. I, yeah, I thought they. I, I didn't know they like literally meant like we should go home. I thought it was just more like we're done. Like kind of the mindset of we can go home. Oh, but it's a video game, so there's side quests you can do. Yeah, no, like so I made a save because I was like, I wonder if I go home if it'll just like give me a full like scroll of credits and then it's like you can start from like your last save. And I was like, I don't want to do something weird with auto saving, so I want to make sure this is okay in case that happens. And then I went home and it's like. Oh fuck! <laughs> the thing yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, you go home, and they're like, "Let's sleep." Yeah. Uh, and Kratos goes to sleep in his armor. Yeah. With his like eyes open. <laughs> I guess they didn't like animate him yeah. closing his eyes. They just like fade to black. Yeah. As he stares at the ceiling. Yep. Um, and then like a th- lightning is strike. There's a th- thunderstorm, and he's like, "Get your bow!" And he grabs his axe and he goes outside. And there's a cloaked figure. And Kratos is like, who are you? Yeah. And then, like, cowboy, Wild Wild West style, he, like, flicks his cloak back and, like, cocks his hand, almost like he's going to grab a pistol, but it's it's uh, Mjolnir. Mjolnir, Thor's hammer. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're assuming it's uh, Thor. Yeah. And then you, like, wake up. Sorry, before that, it also says several years later. Yeah, that's right. Although Atreus looks identical, but I, I can't fault them for not wanting to make a totally new model. Shh. <laughs> Sure. What is like eight seconds? You would see this kid, if that even. Yeah. Um, and then it he it's like present day, and he's like, man, I had a weird dream last night, but it felt like it felt real. It felt like the future. <laughs> it um, felt so like the future. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, there's there's more to come for sure. And then at that point, you can go back into the world and do whatever, because Kratos whatever you is want, like, yeah. you ha- we have more to do. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> like okay, yeah. well, in, there you go. Then. In terms of like where they could go, um, just some theories I've been I've been hearing other people talking about. So sure. I guess the whole idea is that 
like the the main concept is that this Norse mythology is uh, cyclical, in which yeah, uh, that's why they can say things like, you know, uh, the world serpents here, even though Ragnarok is on its way, but the world serpent doesn't show up until after Ragnarok, and then you know Loki gives birth to the world serpent. Like it seems like these things just kind of happen over and over again, right? Um, which like Odin, because I think Odin is currently supposed to be alive or dead. But it doesn't matter, you, because he'll just come back. They all just come back. Everything just happens repeatedly. Um, so I've been hearing a lot of people thinking that uh, Kratos is Tyr, because I guess in Norse mythology, Tyr is the god of war. Yeah, that's true. And and I the picture of Tyr you get near the end looks like Kratos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of people are thinking that that's going to be a a point that might get touched on. I wonder if his um, omega symbol on his hand will turn to, like, a rune at some point. Because <laughs> he's, like, he's yeah, actually this no god, too. He's every also, god. also, when you're in Tyr's, um, like, workshop or whatever it is that, that uh, right. underneath everything, mm-hmm. uh, and he has all the the stuff from different um, locations, like, he has the Egyptian stuff, and then he has the Greek wine, and he even has uh, the pots that have Kratos on them. Mm-hmm. So that's also kind of hinting that you know this person travels around a lot. Uh, it, you know, it could be Kratos. In it, it, so who knows? I don't know. That's just some thoughts. Yeah, maybe some like uh, parallel dimension theory where like Tyr died in this world and then Kratos coming into this world kind of like replaced him as that world's god of war. Like or his... just like the way the yeah, I mean maybe Tyr dies, but the way Tyr comes when Tyr came back, he just came back as, as Kratos, Kratos essentially. Time. Yeah. Cuz you know of the cyclical. And I guess I didn't pick it up on this, but they they had mentioned it on on the podcasts was like um when Mimir talks to the world serpent for the first time, he's like, "Oh, hey, uh he says that to, to Atreus, he says you look familiar or you sound familiar," which could make sense sense if he's his dad i don't know how he births a snake but i don't know it's yeah who cares i'm um yeah i'm a little wondering how they're gonna do like because loki's supposed to be like the trickster god i wonder how they're gonna like work that in to atreus if they if they go like with that route at all which they they might not again that's why i kind of thought like did they just kind of like run out of names and this is like the last big name they could kind of just do something to put like a woo at the end yeah because like there's nothing that points to what that would be him like maybe instead of like a bow and arrow he did a bunch of like turning into different things or something it's like oh i see it now but like as it is it's like okay (laughs) sure yeah whatever Uh, who who knows we'll see i do also like the little foreshadowing when he first turns out he's a god and he's like Hey, do you think I can talk to animals? And then Kratos would be like, "I would be quite surprised if you could." <laughs> um, thinking he's probably just going to have powers like him. Yeah. Um, but like he can talk to the world serpent, and his whole thing is about languages and stuff. He can pick up languages like real easy. Yeah. Yeah, and like all of his bow things are like summoning animals. So like, yeah, maybe that dude can talk to animals going forward. Yeah. Because uh, he actually he he totally could hear the voices of animals. So. Like yeah, he definitely could. Weird. I remember when you first meet Brock, he can t- he knows the whatever Brock's creature is that's like hanging out with him. He can like he- sense what's going on with him. Yeah, like a weird mule or something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like you know he's afraid because there's something in the tree over there. 
Oh, right, yeah. I actually forgot yeah. about that part completely. And and Atreus just keeps hearing voices, and he keeps hear, asking Kratos, like, hey, did you hear that? And Kratos is just like, no. You tell me if this keeps happening, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's kind of weird. The Loki name doesn't make sense to me at all, but I wonder what they'll do with it. I'm sure they have an idea for it, so. Yeah. It'll be sure. cool. For sure. Um, so you finished it. What do you currently have left to do? Um, the trials basically so Muspelheim and uh and Niflheim specifically and then finish off the what are they called the Valkyries the Valkyries yeah. yeah so I have uh four of the Valkyries done okay um I, so I'm missing I think there's eight total I think there's seven of that unlock and like final one yeah so eight yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, I just had a bit of a guide up for some of them because some of them were kicking my ass. Okay. Uh, the ones I'm missing, I guess there's a pretty difficult one. It's near, like, the bottom of the map. Okay. I don't forget the name of it. So I'm missing that one. And then I'm missing the two that are locked behind the trials. Okay. Um, but I'm at a point where I don't want to do those trials, so I think I'm done with the game. Okay. I definitely want to the do doctors. the trials. The combat's the sure. best part of this game for me. Easy. Yeah, I just I just kind of don't want to like bang my head against it. Yeah, that that much like put that much time into the, like this one like half a side quest. I'm excited because now it's a podcast game for me because I there's I okay because sure. now it's just doing the trial stuff and listening to whatever and getting into that trance. So now I'm excited right to do that stuff and like have something else playing in the background. Yeah, I did everything else though. Like, have you have you done every other side quest, or do you have a bunch of stuff to do? I mean, up? as far as I can tell, because I don't have anything else that's like given to me, and like the dwarves don't have like a new thing to give me or anything. Or right, I mean, you even get a trophy when you finish all the dwarf stuff. Yeah, so I'm, I probably have like more things to collect. I'm not gonna do Odin's eyes. Fuck that shit. I didn't. Is that a thing? Killing the fifty birds. Oh, the birds. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do that. Um, although I do like that they, like, break out how many you have from each region, which kind of helps a bit. But, yeah, totally. I'm, not, I'm not super interested in that. Mm -hmm. um, I did love all the side content, though, so much. Like, freeing the dragons was super cool. Yeah. Um, all of, like, the spirit little fetch quests you kind of had to do and them having, like, their own mini stories. Yeah, those were actually pretty interesting. I enjoyed those quite a bit. And I also just, like... I think uh, this game gets really good when you first get to the lake, and that's when you can start doing some side quest stuff and just exploring around. That's kind of when it starts for me, like the game part, for sure. Yeah, and then each, and then two more times it lowers the water. Yeah. So you get to do like, all right, I'm gonna do a whole other lap of this place. Yeah. Which is also just like a really like creative way of having you go back to a same place you've already kind of built. Um, but make it, like, completely different. And they'll be like, man, this was underneath the water this whole time. And you can access, new like, new caves and passageways because, you know, they're dry now. Yep. Um, so I absolutely loved it. I loved doing those. Yeah. No, it's really cool. Uh, I really like how they didn't do all the realms stuff in, like, one go here. So if they wanted to add, like, expansion stuff or DLC to expand onto what they have, it's just a matter of we're going to add access, like... Something happens, and now you can access Vanaheim, Vanaheim or whatever. It's like, or, yeah, okay, like cool. Asgard or something. Yeah, I think Asgard would Do be you... like a full different game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could also just... I, I, I would almost think they're not going to add any DLC to this game. Yeah. Like, it's like it's just so story-focused. I could see uh, them adding just, like, little shit to do. I hope it wouldn't I be I guess we'll just find more out. trials, though. Um, I would definitely play 
uh, more stuff. Yeah, if it was just more like combat trials, that's like my least interesting thing that I already, like I already mentioned. Um, I would definitely play any more like story DLC or new areas and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think they would. I think they would do uh, Spartalheim because they already have dwarves, so they would just have to like make up a story as to something there. Yep. I think they're going to save it all for the sequel. A new one. That's, that's, that's what my I guess is. I could see it. Yep. Yep. I could see it for sure. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of nice. I, I figured we were going to be going to every single realm, and I figured like each realm was going to be like a like a, Super like a Zelda dungeon. Because like the first realm you go to the like the elf place, Alfheim, yeah. It's basically just like you go there. There's a dungeon there, and then you come back. So I figured it was going to be like, okay, we're going to go to each one of them. But it's totally not like that at all. Yeah, that part's kind of weird. They just added like a civil war going on there for whatever between the two different types but of it's elves. like already happened it's like the end of it right yeah like already took it over and i like when you go back there with tear he's like oh the sky's this color i guess the dark elves are in charge <laughs> and, and both kratos and Arjun, uh uh and your son are like whoa what do you mean and he has to like explain what's going on and stuff like that yeah yeah it's super interesting for sure um i'd love to see what Asgard. uh what was your um what's your loadout right now loadout okay um i don't even know i can't remember <clears throat> so on the axe i, I kind of stuck with a few i liked from the beginning and then just kept it the whole way on the axe i got the uh it's like the second one you get which is kind of like a shock wave okay it goes out um it's it's not the very first one you get which is basically a shock wave this is like a frost wave kind of thing for the axe i guess i have the uh you do kind of like a spinning, like a whirling attack. Okay, I don't think I, I don't think I ever got that. Um, I, I was using the, like the laser beam for a bit. Okay, uh, I did see that one. I didn't use it. Was that. take it was just going a bit slow for me, and, and uh, yeah, the cooldown wasn't high enough. A lot of these I needed ended up needing like okay, what is helping against these Valkyries? Like I just need to like get some space or knock them around right. a bit harder. Right. I think that's why I'm going to do the side areas first, because I want to build some better shit before I do the Valkyries to finish all that off. Right, yeah. So I finished up, uh, if we're talking armor-wise, with the dwarf armor. Okay. Like the big hulking blue stuff. I used uh, the Ancients armor for all the like resistance stuff on it. Which one's the Ancients armor? Where do you get that? You get it from, you know those like rock golems who you had to like hit a core sure. of their heart okay. out or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was from them, and it gives you, like, okay. each piece gives you a certain percent of, like, fire, electricity, like, okay. defense against elements, basically. I really wanted the ones you get from Niflhelm, um, which has, like, health regen built into That's it. That's what I'm going for, yeah. Uh, but it's just going to take so much grinding at Niflhelm, and I was like, I, I don't care enough for this. Sure, I'm totally going for that. Also, I also really liked the the dwarf armor because it had three enchantment slots yeah so when i equipped it those and and then just put like all my strongest enchantments in i immediately jumped up like another level in like my power or whatever yeah or character i really liked uh, tears armor the... as well quite a bit i like what did that one do uh, i believe that was the strength uh, basically i went like no runic everything was all melee every melee hit i okay. wanted to hurt I think I think the dwarf armor is, is pretty heavy on the runic. Probably, I, I could be mistaken. Uh, my heavy runic, my heavy runic attack was the first one you get, just like that slam. 
that was just so useful, especially because it like it freezes. Oh the enemies yeah, around totally. You. Yeah, and yeah. And then when you hit R two again, it does like an explosion on them. That was I love that one. It was really good. Yeah, that was good. And then for the, I think for the both the axe one or the chains of chaos ones, I did the original two. Yep. as well. Me too. Where they're just kind of like these like repeated slam attacks. Yeah. It's too um, good. Because I just needed stuff that, like, focused for those Valkyries just to, like, hit them hard. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then the, um, my enchant, like, my my uh, L1 circle, it was the t- one that slowed down time for, like, a second or two. Okay. Okay. But I, but I did hang on to the health regen one, which is, like, the first one you ever get for, like, the whole game. Because if I was ever low and just, like, walking to the next fight, I would put that one on and just start gaining health real quick. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Which reminds me, um, Atreus's animals, which one, did, which uh, summon did you use most? Most wolves, 100%. So I did wolves, too. I heard the crows are very good. Crows are good if you just want damage, but I wanted uh, the electrical stun from the wolves bouncing around. The electrical yeah, wolves. I, I, f- I felt yeah, they were really helpful with the Valkyries. Like, if I could just pop those wolves, like, it was just chaos happening. Sure. And the Valkyrie usually would just kind of sit there taking damage, and I could, like, do some more to it. Yeah, that's kind of what I did, too. Or do, too. Uh, I also vi- really like Bitter Squirrel. Yeah. Like, that, just the fact that it has a personality, and it just kind of hates you, and is just, like, tired of any shit anytime you, like, call upon it to, like, give you some health. And it's like, oh, piss off. <laughs> like that was just like it, like it's such a weird and different summon because none of the other ones talk in any way they're just attacks is it supposed to be ratatosk then ratatosk yeah yeah okay. i'm pretty sure it's called uh bitter squirrel is like the actual name of it okay and that's um, funny in, when you're like selecting it mm. yeah ratatusker or something yeah. like that he's great <laughs> yeah that's pretty uh, great. another great character i will say <laughs> sure uh i can't remember i think and his armor atreus's armor i guess i think is the one that does more damage with enemies in the air so i would because i flung enemies in the air all the time i i did not do that one i did the one where your final uh arrow would like explode on impact okay Mm -hmm. and let him like shoot more arrows sure uh so i could just mash square like all the time (laughs) sure (laughs) cool yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to touch on. I think I'm just about out. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like some more specific story parts. I have like a Wikipedia article up here, but I think we hit all the ones that were really big to me. The big one is the Blaze of Chaos for sure. That when that happens, it was just like, oh, I don't want to put this down at all right now. I want to keep yeah, going. It is definitely like the scene. It's the scene for that game. Yeah, for um, sure. I, I enjoyed all the Balder fights when they would switch to like cutscenes and you're just watching these like extremely strong people that like almost can't feel pain. Yeah. Just like beating the shit out of each other and then just keep getting up and just like keep going. Yeah. Uh that was that was pretty cool to see. Um the yeah, you know, like the dragon fight when you're on its back and you like just like bring it down. You're right. The you dragon can actually, you part. Can actually go. Fuck to that dragon's corpse and there's like a dragon tier there for you to pick but you can find the corpse afterwards oh, okay i don't know if you ever did that hmm that dragon fight is so good like the actual boss fight dragon is so yep. good oh another cool moment i was just thinking about so there's the enemies will have different colored health bars depending on how dangerous they are yep. compared to how strong you currently are mm-hmm. um 
So for the longest time, I was avoiding the like rifts sure. in the world yeah. because those were so powerful enemies, and they would send like two of you, them at me, and it's just like they would one hit I you. Am not, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they would one hit me. Yeah. A lot of the times, I would just like open it up, and I would immediately just go into rage mode and just be like, I need to just do as much damage <laughs> before you even know what's going on. Yeah. As possible. In a similar vein, there's those sword dudes that hang out on the like those towers with the fi- with the fire torches that you can uh, ignite the, you know what i'm talking like about? two-hander swords like big swords yeah yeah and okay yeah yeah far and they're just like chilling sharpening their sword okay and they won't do anything to you unless you go up and attack them yeah like first off that's just like cre- they're just like kind of scary <laughs> you know what they remind me of in breath of the wild the um what are the final enemies? Lionels? Oh, Lionels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you can see them off in the distance. They won't bug you. But if you start fighting, they're like, all right, it's, it's on. on. Puny, puny little insect. Yeah, yeah. Like, those guys are super strong. There was, a number, there's, there was one specifically where you come through the door from behind as opposed to taking, like, the elevator up. And I was like, okay, what's in here? And I went in, and there's a dude just sitting there sharpening his sword. And I was immediately just like, nope, nope. I where's the elevator? I am I am not dealing with this right now. I have no rage <laughs> at the moment. We're out of here, and yeah, th- uh, those those are just cool moments of like these guys are crazy strong. Yeah, and then it was nice going back to them at like near the end of the game and just being like, "Yo, what's up?" and just like, <laughs> "Guess who's like, back, just bitch?" Junking on them. Yeah. yeah, I hated the guys with the shields on their back. They were so annoying. Just like doing a combo, then they just turn. It's like, oh well, all right. I guess I. <laughs> I guess I'll move around a little bit now then. Right. Well, I mean, then you do the double L1 tap. Yeah. To, like, knock stun them with your shield, and then you just, like, ram into them. Yeah. Those guys... All, all of the shield guys just got annoying, because it was like... When you had an opening, everything was good, but then at some point they would put their shield up and break my combo, and it made me, like, super tilted. <laughs> I hate when sure. the combos get broken. I can see that, yep. Or um, it was annoying for a bit when you before you had the blades, and it's like, oh, these guys can't be damaged with by your axe. Oh, yeah. So you'd have to switch to your fists. But now it's like, well, whatever. I'm going to just use these chains of chaos and destroy them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No more immunity to my, to my uh, weapons. And, like, the magic versions of those guys that put up a little, like, mage ice shield that, like, exploded if you got near them. And th- sure. there were some annoying yeah. enemies in that game at points, sure. for sure. sure. Like, oh, the, f- the fucking elves. Just the fact that they're always moving. Yeah, and they're in the air. Yeah. So you'd have to, like, you know, do some kind of aerial attacks. The elves are super annoying, for sure. Yeah. I also think that uh, dungeon or section is one of the weaker parts. It's kind of too bad, too, because it's probably my favorite looking part of that whole game. Yeah, like, color-wise, for sure. Like, there's, like, the color pink and red and, like, orange there. Yeah. Yeah. I like the area. I just wasn't a huge fan of that dungeon. And it might have just been because of so many of the elves. Yeah. And, like, the whole gimmick there was, it's all beautiful, but then when you go into the dungeon area, it's very dark and shitty looking. And it's like, well, this this isn't what I like about this area. The whole game just kind of looks like those dungeons. Like, you're in a lot of caves. Yeah. I don't don't like any of the cave parts at all, actually. Like, on that point. When you're climbing the mountain the first time and you're going through that area where, like, you have to, like, get the elevator working to go up to the summit where the right. dragon is. Like, sure. all of that part I don't like. I just find okay. it boring. I hate the cave parts. I like being out in the open okay. and, like... I. It's really hard to, like, 
do anything else but like look at Midgard when you're kind of in the center and you just see the giant fucking Jormung Jormungandr in the background and you, it's just like this beautiful oasis and just going into shitty little areas is like oh man <laughs> I don't want to see sure. dark caves one one thing um, from Alfheim that I did enjoy though is when you go into like the weird vision thing yeah um, near the end of it and you come out and Atreus is just furious and he's like where were you and he's like I was only gone for like a couple minutes and he's like you've been gone forever and there's like corpses Everywhere. all around him and he's, had, yeah. and he's had to fight and it's like dude it's probably been like six hours or something yeah like, they don't say how long it was but he is just furious at you yeah uh, yeah that part's that's probably the first like really good thing with Atreus where it's like oh wow all right <laughs> yeah, because after that, he's like, why don't you care Yeah, about anything? Like, he's like, he, yeah, he's, like, so angry at you. And it's definitely kind of one of the, like, first, like, arguments or, or like, clashes between them. Yeah. And and it's weird because, like, as Kratos, he's just like, I have no, what is going on? And, and you're with Kratos because you were gone for, like, all of 30 seconds. You're just like, I am, like, dumbfounded and you are furious at me. I don't even know what to say here. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's real cool for sure. It's a it's a good moment for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the stronger first moments for sure. I mean, the strongest first moment for me is easily the world serpent getting up <laughs> and like the water level going down, like the basically okay. the lake for the first time. That's just right. and then he bites the statue of Thor, just like yeah, just cause yeah, so good. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a good one. Yeah, and I just kind of like how you can like always see the world serpent in the background, and he's watching you. He's just there, like yeah. wherever wherever you are in the lake, he's just like eyeballing you the whole time, and it's it it's yeah, it's a it's a cool touch. That's a very uh, that's a cool character, despite not having like any lines or anything. It's a cool part of the game. Totally. Have you played with the photo mode they added at all? No, I've definitely seen a lot on Twitter. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, so you can um, you can change Atreus and Kratos's expression, expression, <laughs> even during cutscenes, like during yeah, any part every, of the game, anything. basically. Yeah, and like that is very funny. So in the cutscenes, you c the other thing you can do that's kind of neat besides like all the weird focal point stuff and like whatever borders, all that sort of shit. You get if it's not a cutscene because they're kind of like pre-rendered things. If it's just game stuff, you can actually remove either Kratos or Atreus. Like, because they're just assets that you can... Okay. So you can, That's like, cool. take giant Vista shots without either of them and, like, that. Or, like, just Kratos. I have a picture of, like, Kratos with his mouth open in front of uh, Jormungandr with his mouth open as you're about to go down the snake's stomach. And it just okay. looks so stupid. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, there's yeah. some good shit. I've definitely seen do. a lot of funny pictures. Yeah. Or, or like Kratos smiling is just weird to me because he does not ever smile. So you can just make him smile at like weird moments. It's super weird for sure. Oh, yeah. another great part. At the very end when Kratos tells the story of Atreus. Like how he got his name essentially. Right. I really like right. that oh, part. Oh, yeah. From the um, like the, his old like war buddy. Yeah. I really like that part. Especially how, was a good how it just ends. It was like, hey, you told a good story. And Mimir wasn't here to hear it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, speaking of that, because when you go back and Mimir's just on the floor. Yeah. 
immediately I thought was like, whoa, what what happened? Why aren't you with the dwarves? Like, I thought they were setting something up, but then it's just like, no, the dwarves, I guess they literally just, like, left you on the floor. Yeah. Which, that was kind of weird to me, because, like, it literally felt like, what, something is wrong here. Something is wrong. Yeah. Why, but no. you just left? But they don't even touch on it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even say, like, oh, those jerks just dropped me and walked off. It's just like nothing happened. Yeah. So that was kind of a weird moment. Yeah, it's super weird. Because, like, Sindri would be the one, if he wasn't disgusted by it, to hold the head. Because Brock hates well, you... him, so. Well, Kratos was even like, watch this for me. And they're like, yeah. okay, sure. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, then why didn't you? You know, just, like, at that, like, as he turned to go up, he, Brock just, like, whatever, threw the head down and walked away. I guess. I just kind of <laughs> wish there was, like, one line from Amir, like, those guys totally just took off and, like, left me, by the way. Yeah. But there's nothing. Like, it's like, why even do this? It is kind of weird, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What a good game. Okay, well, any any last-minute thoughts? Yeah, definitely last, definitely a good game. In a world, or in a year where Monster Hunter World isn't out, this is the game of the year. Okay. All right. That's my closing thought on it. It's okay. everything I like in video games put together. And it is. It is very good. I, I cannot recommend this game enough. I, I have enjoyed it so much. Yep. Uh, and I just wish there wasn't combat trials blocking off uh, finishing that Valkyrie quest. Because uh, I would I would do the Valkyries. Yeah. And I just don't want to go through like six tiers of combat difficulty trials and stuff like that. Because I hear they get stupid hard. Yeah. Um, I, I do find that that's a problem. I think the Valkyrie thing and like that should have all just been side stuff. They shouldn't have been tied together. I do agree with that. For sure. And it's weird because most of them all are. And then there's just those two that it's like, nah, we want you to do the entirety of this other stuff as well. And it's like, okay, nah. Yeah. So that's a bummer. I don't get to see it's, what happens at the end of that. That is too bad. I would have. I definitely would have. Yep. I agree with but, you. Yeah. That is too bad. There, I mean, whatever. There's problems with this game. There's like some design decisions I didn't really like that much. But overall, I don't think that overshadows how good all the other parts are. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely love this game. Yeah. I love it so much. Yep. Very good. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. So that'll do it cool. for our yeah. discussion. Yeah. Thanks everyone who listened. And if you did not play the game and listen to this, you're a crazy person. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but you should have known. You should have yeah, known. We warned you. Yeah. Exactly. Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, and stay tuned for whenever our next podcast is. Yeah. See you then. See you guys. <laughs>